Hello and welcome to the Hivemind 2023 Awards. If you're new here, my name is Jake, and this is the second episode of our three-part series celebrating the best music 2023 had to offer. If you missed our first episode, we discussed some superlatives, including the best breakdowns and best features of 2023. Plus, we each shared each of our top five songs of the year. In this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite album artwork, live performances, our most disappointing album, our favorite new artists discovered in 2023, and our most improved artists. Each of these categories will lead to our main topic, our top five EPs of the year. All four of us will nominate a runner-up and a winner for the preliminary categories, and we'll also be mentioning a runner-up nomination, aka our number six EP of the year, prior to getting into our top five lists. We felt as if there was a lack of strong EP contenders this year, so we did not feel like mentioning a full top ten list. But maybe next year. Be sure to follow us on social media at HiveMindRadio underscore on Instagram and Twitter, HiveMindRadio on YouTube, and HiveMindRadio Recap on Spotify and other podcast platforms. Enjoy. Fellas, it is time for some more superlatives and our top five VPs of the year. How are we yep, feeling yep, tonight? Yep. It's crazy that we're like two out of the three almost done with the awards already. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> well, currently listening well, we're, to we're an EP there right that now. could upset my list. <laughs> As we speak. If you are wondering the current state of the hive mind. In shambles, I think, I think this has the potential to be the most scuffed awards episode we have ever done. Probably, honestly. <laughs> I think so. And I also think if you want, uh, listened to or watched our first awards episode, uh, there has been uh, a little bit of let's say uh manufacturing of these awards maybe that's not the right word of it. it's the one that's coming cheating. to mind Just oh the um <laughs> we match fixing we match yeah. the awards <laughs> there's a little bit of there's a little bit of uh match fixing going on in the awards here today a little more than the first episode of our 2023 awards even so anyways other than that uh we got five awards to go over today uh, last episode we had four superlatives uh, we got five superlatives this time. We got the best album art, best live performance, most disappointing album, favorite new artist discovered, and the most improved artist of the year. And then our main topic for this episode is the top five EPs of 2023. Each of us will mention a runner-up number six EP, and then we will go through our number fives, fours, threes, twos, and then our EP of the year. With some uh, <clears throat> overlap. Um let me, <laughs> let me speak for yourself you know i am not too um what is the word shit i'm already like fumbling over my <laughs> word. Quick. this is yeah, so scuffed already someone cut um, them off no um so let's get yeah, started with too... our first award <laughs> <laughs> you know what? we'll save it for the ep section anyway <laughs> okay yeah. you have to wait Honestly. till that Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get started with a very quick category. Best album art of 2023. Uh, I have listened to almost 100 albums this year. Uh, I'm at 93 as we are recording this. I'm going to try and hit 100 before the end of December. Uh, my runner-up best album art of the year goes to something we haven't discussed on the podcast. It goes to The Static Wake and their album, Sea of Fractured Dreams, simply because it looks badass. Uh... <laughs> And then my winner for best album art of 2023 goes to Postcard from a Living Hell by Red Hook. It is just 
an incredibly fitting piece of album art for the context of the album. It is like you have a dead skeleton body inside of a like swimming pool floaty that almost looks like a lifeguard raft type thing. And the sky is on fire, but it's also at, like, a resort with a swimming pool. And it's just a postcard from a living hell. Like, yeah, we're having fun, but it sucks out here. And oh. I think it's just an awesome album art. Um, it also almost looks like a postcard uh, with, like, the way that the font and the typography is laid out. And, yeah, I just think it's a very well-crafted album art. And, yeah, my favorite album art of 2023. Cool. Let's stop there and go over to mine. We got my runner-up, a uh, band called Story of the Year, with their album art for their album "Tear Me to Pieces." Uh, I love the colors in this. It's a very um, almost like a kind of sunsetty vibe, but also you can definitely tell it feels like someone's being like drowned out. Love the colors and representations in this. And then my favorite album art of the year. No questions on this. Misfortunes, Gravity Rainbow album art. I'll throw it in Discord for those oh, that yeah. don't quite remember. Mm -hmm. Um just the fantastic use of the bright pastel pinks, um, the whites uh, of the the so almost like a white silhouette uh, person uh, just walking. You can see the cattails just off in the the view of the scene. So colorful. This is like one of the very few albums that I'd like to get like on vinyl, just because I bet this would look fantastic mm -hmm. um they did post some like updated art with like the guy almost floating out of the water like being pulled out of the water uh and i thought that also looked sick so i don't know if that's updated to to be anything else but overall like i i think a lot of album arts this year that i enjoyed played around a lot with color so while we're kind of on that topic i was trying to Trying to pick out the winners for this category was very difficult because I realized a lot of my favorite albums this year had awful album art. Or not necessarily mm -hmm. awful, but like really underwhelming and not mm -hmm. just not great album art. I think I'm going to continue the trend of our runner-ups being things we didn't talk about um, on the podcast. My runner-up uh, for album art of the year is Jaded and Dreaming by Space Weather. Um, I think just the reflection of the space in the square at the top was like really, really nice contrast in comparison to the pale pinks and purples. Um, and my winner for album art of the year is Divine Inner Tension by Hail the Sun. Justin, you mentioned like wanting to get a vinyl for it to see like how I literally bought the vinyl for this for that exact reason <laughs> because I was like I need to have a copy of this like I really Halo Sun always has really interesting like thought-provoking album art but this one for me really takes the cake the way that everything is so dark and muted and the way that it makes the sun pop in the middle 
as well as the contrast, the black and the stars that like really sells the illusion that they're going for here. And I, I will like, even though my fucking record player doesn't work, I will pull this vinyl out sometimes and just sit there and look at it. I'm like, Ooh, pretty, pretty pictures. <laughs> it is. It's just fantastic artwork. Really well done. So my runner up is actually a 13 way tie <laughs> for um, sleep token. No. Oh. <laughs> and all their little, little dudes as well as the album <laughs> art. <laughs> um, and my winner is uh, Tethered by My Men. That's also a good one. Uh, I just really like the... I think it's like the contrasty blue with the on the on the white and like the the rorschach i hope i've said that right pink mm-hmm. blot that's on correct there. Yeah. um yeah like like you guys said it's an album i've considered getting just for the artwork because it is it is just really really cool to look at so shout out the color purple is it purple or blue I I thought it was more purple. It's it's. So, I'm like, colorblind. I think it's technically indigo. It's like in between the two. That makes sense because there's a song that called Indigo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Shout out the color purple anyway. <laughs> oh, facts. Let's move on to our next superlative award: best live performance of the year. I feel like uh, in 2023 we kind of integrated the concert talk segment of our podcast, like in between the intro and actually talking about stuff. So I feel like. We have a little bit more context for these than we have in past years where I don't feel like we focused on the live shows we've attended as much in our actual recaps. Mm-hmm. My honorable mention for best live performance goes to Memphis Mayfire at Capulet Fest this summer. Uh, it was my first ever festival. They headlined it. They had the smoke. It was cool. My winner for best live performance of 2023, however, goes to Grandson for his performance on the I Love You, I'm Trying tour when I saw him at Toad's Place in New Haven over the summer as well. We are not alone. Can you keep a secret? Cause you never know and the bomb goes. And Grandson really took a headline set and was like, yeah, I'm gonna play as much of my goddamn discography as I possibly can. He would play like halves of songs and mesh them together and have them flow together. There were, like, the flow was great. He had great control of the crowd. He hopped into the crowd for Heather and had everyone pull out their phones. He did the cliche fucking jump thing during Stick Up. And Grandson's one of my favorite artists ever. And to be able to see him for the first time in over four years with how much new music he had released since 2019 was an absolute treat. And, yeah, this was by far my favorite live performance of the entire year. Um, the set design as well was very cool. There was like a bench. Um, it was very well set up and cohesive based on the album art for I Love You, I'm Trying. And yeah, it was just really cool. On the mind then. Um, my runner up for best live performance was Red uh, during their live performance about a couple months back. Uh, but my winner for this had absolutely no contention. Uh, it was the first time I saw Nerve on the Secrets Tour. 
Saw them back out. in uh, June. Uh, went up to Richmond that day. Was not expecting it, but got a call from the drummer, Tyler, uh, specifically asking me what I would recommend for the set, which I thought was just super cool. Um, the set list was perfect for what I would enjoy from a Nerve set list. Um, bad Habits, Bad, um, bad Nature, uh, Not the One, Blue, Demons, uh, Enough. I think there's one more that I'm forgetting. Um, for how scuffed that show was, because that show had like three dropouts. Like Varsity was supposed to be there. Fucking Secrets was supposed to be there. And like a bunch of people dropped out. It was still like one of the most memorable shows. I met Eddie there again. Um, we hung out with the band for quite a bit of time. I, I knew if if we didn't leave, the band would have stuck around, even though they had fucking um, what was it, Capulet Fest? Then like the next yeah, day, literally the next day, yeah, yeah. So they had to like leave super early, and it, it was just an astounding show. And Dylan's vocals are unmatched live. Um, saw them again when they went on tour with The Word Alive and Dark Divine. Uh, and that was also really good. But I think I think the day that I met them uh, during the Secrets tour was one that I won't forget. Shout out the guys at Nerve. Awesome people. Shout out Nerve. Shout out. Uh, my runner-up for best live performance goes to Don Tolliver on the Love Sick Tour, which I got to see earlier this year in July. One of like three concerts I went to this year. Um, and then my absolute unequivocal winner for live performance of the year goes to Sim on the Jackpot Juicer Tour. I knew it. Dude, <laughs> I it thought, had to be, man. I thought Justin was going to say Sunsleep, honestly, but his story makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like I hadn't heard anything about or from Sim besides the rumbling. And so I listened to a couple of the songs on the way to the concert, and there were like some really questionable lyrics and themes behind what sounded like fun music. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how is this gonna translate live? What else can I expect? Um, didn't realize that they are primarily a reggae band above like everything else. Um, but it's like this weird reggae punk metal hybrid. And it's like, is that really going to work? But holy shit, did it work? And especially live. The like reggae ska vibe that they bring made for so much fun. Um, they had the crowd involved the entire time. It was like having them do different like dances to the songs and stuff. The crowd work was insane. The frontman's energy was unmatched from anybody I've ever seen. The lighting for each song, they picked like different colors and patterns for every song, but it made sense with the sound of the song somehow. It was really weird, but it worked really well. The production was fantastic. It was just easily, I would say the best set of any artist that I've ever seen. Um, And that's just all for the music that I didn't know because I was having the time of my life and then they closed with the rumbling and the whole room was going crazy. Uh, this is like the first ever band where I refuse to miss a single set if they come anywhere close to me because 
even if I don't like love the music, the performance alone is worth seeing, and it's like really raises standard for live acts moving Aren't, forward. Don't they have a headliner? Yeah, so they've never been to the U.S. before. They're from Japan, and mm. they're coming back for a headliner. I don't think it's anywhere near me, but I'm gonna double check on that because if it is, I'm buying tickets in the next five minutes. Like, <laughs> I, I definitely like the most unexpectedly blown away and impressed I've ever been by a live set. I'm very curious to see what Jacob's honorable mention Bro, winner is because you saw a lot of shows this year. Incredibly hard. Yeah, I like, can I can imagine. In, in a year where I've seen like probably all my favorite artists, like I saw Garden, Sleep Token, Eminence, recently. Eminence, Ice Nine Kills. Um, there's more that I can't think of off the top of my you head. You went to the uh, Prada. Prada, yeah, I saw yeah. Prada as well. Oh my god, that's like my top five artists, and I've seen them all this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my runner up is um ice nine kills honestly it's like it's i've said it before it's like watching a movie it's like watching a like a a a play almost as you as you uh as you're watching a metal show so i i had to choose it like the the props and and everything i shouldn't be talking about my runner up but um my winner had to be and probably recent seat bias, but it, it's going to be imminence. Like I said in the the November recap, um, I thought going into it, I thought Eddie would be held back by having to play the violin. It did not. It it was it was honestly fun to watch him like ha- like know when he has to go to his his position to play and and scream at the same time. But he it's his violin was wireless as well, so he could play it from anywhere. And like coming into the pit and seeing the piano version of Alleviate is was like core memory right there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I waited like four and a half years to see them and it it was definitely worth the wait. It was it was so worth it and uh definitely my my favorite live performance of the year. Actually, I forgot to mention Harold, I think he's the guitarist. His energy is unmatched. Especially near the beginning of the set when he had a lot of... I guess he wasn't very tired. <laughs> um, he... Like, all around the stage and he's doing, like... He's, like, singing the lyrics as well, even though he's not on, on mic. It's You can tell he's just having a good time, so... Yeah, after your recommendation from that show, I uh, saw that <laughs> they were touring again in 2024 and I, I bought tickets that day. Yeah, I'm probably gonna there, have to get there's, to there's nothing like it, dude. I haven't seen anything like it. It's like, them and Star Set. I want to see Star Set live too. Star Set is cool. Yeah, because Star Set looked cool from like videos and stuff. I should have been able to cross off Amaranth from my bucket list this year. <laughs> Bad. 
Well, Jake's disappointed. We can move on to the most disappointing <laughs> album. That, that sounds like Jake, yeah. yeah. And I think I'm going to disappoint you guys a lot with my honorable mention Uh-oh. here. Um, oh, no. There were really only three Luke. bands in consideration for these awards here. Two of them came out in February. And one of them got kicked off for a more recent album. My honorable mention for most disappointing album of 2023 goes to The Noble Art of Self-Destruction by Holding Absence. You had expectations on that? Didn't he have have Lost Dawn as... With an album named that sick, I really wanted it to be the Holding Absence album to pop. Instead, I think I found more enjoyment out of Citizen Soldiers album last year. Oh. Ooh, that's a rough. That, that's a rough. That's a, hey, holy shit! Damn. Uh, yeah, but my winner, more. my winner for most disappointing album of 2023 goes to Shrezzers with Sex and Sex. Uh, this is also you my know. most disappointing. <laughs> okay. What about uh, your runner-up? Uh, go, go ahead and you say your runner-up then. Uh, my runner-up was a uh, Catch a Breath. Shame on me. Yeah, I, I, I figured that. I, ex- yeah, I, figured I expected that. that. Yeah. So the thing about the Shrezzers album is that they add Diego as the new vocalist back in 2020 and drop Phoenix, which is by far the best thing that Shrezzers has ever dropped as a band. And then for the better part of two years, they drop mediocre songs and then they drop a 14 track album where Phoenix is the only even slightly redeemable song. I'm going to stop you there and say they they did drop some good singles. Uh, Gambit is probably my favorite of the singles they dropped. Um... But everything before then, like uh, Libertad, um, UVB, and Demir was good, but it wasn't lasting like Phoenix was. But you, all in all, you're right. Nothing really standed to Phoenix's hype, and I feel like um, I feel like they don't use Diego a lot, like they really should have. Yeah, I don't know. Th- this band is so unique and has so much potential, and instead, like they've become such an uninteresting band to me now like i'm so uninterested in anything this you, band is doing do you wish they took themselves more seriously i do no not even necess- not even necessarily that like because the problem is that the advertisements for this album were mostly diego's cleans and slower vocals and those sounded fantastic diego is a hugely talented singer but when you go into this, it's like you don't get that, and it's a huge disappointment for me. That was just the most disappointing album I heard all year, and not particularly close. Agreed. All right, well, I guess that goes to me then. Uh, my runner-up for most disappointing album of the year was uh, "The Seventh Son" by Barry Tomorrow. I thought that uh, was going to be your winner, actually. No. Somehow there was one more disappointing, and it came out in the first month of the year. Um, huh. Not to say the Barry Tomorrow album was bad, it's just like I expected a lot more. Uh, my most disappointing album of the year is Sting by Emerosa. And you're dogging me for my sins. Tell me, who do you think you're talking to? Me alone. But honey, you wake up to Yeah, I knew that one. Yeah. 
This I've known that one for months. <laughs> I've known this one for eleven months. <laughs> I, I heard this, and my first thought was, "This is my most disappointing album of the year." It's not even close. I don't even think I've heard the album yet. It's mm, you heard. I one, heard it back in all. January. I've not heard it since. I unfortunately gave myself the displeasure of seeing if my opinion changed, and it actually just reinforced it and made it stronger. So. <laughs> um. I feel like a lot of people didn't like post-hardcore Amorosa, like with Peach Club and stuff. I love Peach Club, and it's easily one of my favorite albums of all time. Same. Um, when Ready to Love dropped in 2020, and then they dropped Preach as a single, like Preach felt like that three years later sort of continuation of their sound. I knew Bradley Walden loved 80s music and Whitney Houston and stuff, and I was raised on 80s music, so I was like, fuck yeah, like that 80s pop, Bradley Walden's voice felt like a match made in heaven. And it really just like took one listen for this to go from like one of my most anticipated albums of the year. Like I thought it was going to end up as album of the year, top three to most disappointing. Um, pretty much every track on here takes the sound that Preach does well and copies it, but does it worse and doesn't do anything extra with it. It just feels like a whole lot of nothing. That 80s influence, it really does feel like a hollow, overproduced shell of what makes 80s music so good um it gets the vibe but it doesn't get the feeling so it's like i wrote down that it's the musical equivalent of listening to a one dollar loaf of white bread from walmart it's just (laughs) the most bland uninspired overproduced nothing i just i i still love preach and i think that if there's a highlight on this album that isn't preach it's woman which I thought was a very, very good track and switched up the formula a bit. But for the most part, you know, it's just a whole lot of nothing. And like, it left a stain on what I would otherwise consider a largely flawless discography. Um, it almost it make, it makes me happy that their monthly listeners have dropped off so much after this because I hope that they see that like Peach Club is fine doing this and releasing an album that's like 10, 11 tracks, the same fucking nothing over and over again is not the move. And I'll bring him back to making something more inspired because this this was just not it. My runner-up for most disappointing album goes to Caskets with Reflection. Yeah. And my winner for most disappointing album. I don't know if that, this might be controversial here in this uh um goes to unprocessed with no. and everything in between no i see it i see it i remember you saying a little bit about it but i didn't expect it to be like you know i i'm not too strong on both these like i think both albums are just okay i didn't really have an album that was like had expectations for and those were like really let down but these were definitely my my first choices um i think the problem with unprocessed is first of all i cannot relate to the lyrics at all Actually, I couldn't really relate to the other ones, but at least, at least we had more and more cleans. And I think this this album they're trying to be a lot more 
I guess they're just trying to be more heavy and reach to different audiences because the lyrics have gone like out the haywire and they're all about like Satanism and shit. <laughs> so it's just like, this is boring. <laughs> um, and basically I'm going to say what I said in the chat earlier. It's like, why, why can't you just go back to being horny, bro? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not, I don't absolutely hate the album, but it's definitely, I think it's, it's the most disappointing album for me this year. I think the singles were decent too. And then when we get there, it's just like, oh yeah, it's all about the church of Satan and raising hell. And it's just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I think we'll be able to have a more in-depth discussion about this album in our December recap when we get to that. But I'm curious to see what some of you guys think. But All I'll say is that I think I enjoyed it a little more than gold, but I definitely understand where you're coming from with this pick. It's definitely a really good instrumental album. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I would say that. Whoa. Let's, don't get ahead of yourself. But, yeah, let's, let's save that for the September recap. Let's move on to our favorite new artists we've discovered in 2023. In my opinion, I think this is the category that I'm the most excited about from this episode. Just the, the new blood that's really broken through. Because at this point, we've been doing this podcast for a few years and like, we all have our favorites at this point. So having a new artist, like figuring out what the actual, like the new blood, so to say is, I think is really cool. My honorable mention uh, changed a lot. And I don't, I'm taking a gamble on my honorable mention here that this is going to age really well with time. My honorable mention goes to break away and they've only released two songs this year. <laughs> but this band has insane potential so i'm hoping that one ages well my winner goes to hanabi expected Guys, write that down, write that down. <laughs> Japanese electronic metalcore female vocalist. Man, th this shit. This is this is my bloody wood of the year. Bloody wood have should have won my award last year, but I discovered Mothika, which was I was only a little more obsessed with. And Hanabi is just straight up some of the best metalcore I've heard all year. Uh and the electronic influences on songs like Pardon Me, I Have to Go Now, and the Be the Gal and Neat Game are just so fucking good. Uh, I didn't get to mention it during Best Breakdown episode, but in Be the Gal, the, it, the entire song is sung in Japanese, but you get this, like, dance-off bridge section, and then she just comes and is like, what the fuck? And there's a, this sick-ass breakdown that comes yeah. after it, and it's just so fucking cool. This band knows how to make metalcore fun. I need a tour with Hanabi and Electric Callboy in North America next year, or just this decade, please. And I will be there. This, it's one of the most unique bands I've discovered this year, and one of the bands that has really had the staying potential, whereas a lot of other new bands I've discovered this year haven't really stuck with me all too much. All right, so for me... um my runner-up is uh Coma static uh one of the uh debut artists that we've talked about this year with the highest mm -hmm. potential in my opinion 
Uh, and my winner, uh, no surprise, I thought I'd go an episode without talking about them, but shock, uh, Tapestry comes in mm. with their uh, with me knowing them and uh, discovering them this year back in June of some, like, June of this year. Like it's it's crazy. I I just a random tour of I think it was Inertia's um or a virtues uh for fans of on Spotify to me discovering this band that I've been that I've been obsessed with their album for a while now and can say that like I, I wish they they toured here or had some presence here in America because um, from what I've seen, like they they've definitely hit a lot of their sound and the difference from that EP that they put out a couple years back to now is night and fucking day. It's such a huge change up. And while that being the case, I, I still don't think this is like one of my most favorite bands I've discovered in the last couple of years since we've done these awards. But um for the year 2023 i think tapestry like really was the the band that really stuck out with me for like what i found and what i introduced to the podcast checks out shout out tapestry shout out in similar fashion i can't go a podcast without mentioning carly hansen so my (laughs) runner-up for favorite artists discovered this year is carly hansen and my winner for favorite artists is an artist by the name It's Murph. Food for the soul. Sup, Murph. Sup, fucking <laughs> Murph. Um, I found It's Murph randomly on TikTok in like the first or second week of 2023 as he was preparing to release his first song. Um, kind of similar to Breakaway with Jake, It's Murph only has four songs out right now, but I'll be damned if they aren't some of the best thought out produced like electronic tracks that I have ever heard in my entire life. Um, every single song feels like ethereal on some level, especially for Food for the Soul, which was his favorite song and the one that I really like. I instantly saved, followed. I'm like, I gotta figure out like what this guy is doing and when he's releasing this because I need this in my life. And it is really just an experience and a half. All of his songs are really on some level, but that one in particular is just incredible. His like production choices and especially bass is so vibrant and full without being overbearing. Um, A song like his most recent release, High and I Like It, is a really vibey banger that highlights the way the bass almost like envelops you. Like you don't just like hear it and it's not just like blowing out your speakers. Like it's almost surround sound. It's, it's, I can't explain it. You got to like listen to it, but it's incredible. Um, Kind of similar to Jake, like this is a payoff thing. Like I definitely think that I could have picked Carly Hansen as my winner or like even Fox Cult, really. But even if I liked those overall releases more, like the projects, I feel like this is going to be the one that pays off. Like I, this guy's going to be headlining festivals in two years. Like I can feel it. Like, just a overall 
really incredible find for me. I'm beyond happy with these. This is like one I can sit down and listen to this, but I can sit down and think about it. And that's not something I can often claim for electronic tracks that largely don't have lyrics. Just incredible stuff. So I think Justin's going to be a fan of my, my choices <laughs> here. My runner-up for Favorite Artist Discovered goes to Windwalkers. Sick. Sick. Justin's happy. And my winner, Favorite Artist, artist Discovered, is Sunsleep. Yo. Yeah, you had two very good picks there. <laughs> um, you know, it feels cheaty to put Sunsleep because you guys have been raving about them for like a few years, I feel like. Mm. Um, at least I've I've heard Devin Barris's name be uh thrown around. Be thrown around, mm. yeah. So, but uh I never listened until now. <laughs> well, we we've talked about Devin Barris individually because I I think the first time we talked about him on the podcast, he did the um no way back. He did uh, yeah, no way back with uh, Julian. On that lurk song, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I didn't listen. But <laughs> well, I, well, De- I did. Devin Bars <laughs> is still really good, and Sunsleep is also really good. So I vouch for that. Um, yeah, that's probably a big hint for upcoming episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. Yeah, I I just really enjoy his voice. Honestly, it's just something really relaxing to listen to, and yeah, it's my favorite. I would definitely, if you haven't already, go back to the 2018 <laughs> EP. I knew you were gonna say it. Yeah, go back to the singles from 2020, and then go listen to his solo material. It is all fucking phenomenal. That takes us to our final superlative for this episode. We have the most improved artist of 2023, or most improved band, or however you want to say it. My honorable mention goes to Dead Lakes for Hmm. uh, dropping a pretty damn good album earlier this year, Uh, following up a rather underwhelming EP from 2020, as far as I'm considered. No, Uh, no. (laughs) I'd say Dead Lakes has leveled up quite a bit. But my winner leveled up just a little bit more. My winner goes to Phantom Elite for Most Improved Artist of 2023. Maybe a little bit of narrative bias here, but this band, uh, if you don't recall, which I can't imagine you guys would remember this, but I was looking at my... uh, document the other day and mm-hmm. phantom elite had my honorable mention for worst lyric of 2021 <laughs> with their song glass crown and the lyric of you're in the hashtag groove oh. i still despise that lyric in an otherwise really good song but this band was not on my radar at all and first week of the year drops inner beast and without spoiling too much more, I'll just say, go listen to Hive Mind Awards Part 1 for more. <laughs> and then they go up and follow it up with Blue Blood, uh, the album with Inner Beast and a bunch of other fantastic songs on there. 
And I think really the next best thing I can go to highlight how much they have leveled up from their last album in 2021 to now is that their album Titanium, uh, the title track Titanium is it's like an eight minute long song. It's a super long song. Let me pull it up right now. Yeah. Titanium is seven minutes and 26 seconds. The really one of like two songs on that album I didn't like. Blue Blood comes around as the title track, which is seven minutes and 45 seconds long. And it is a feat to be able to release a song that long that I can enjoy from front to back and not have it feel like it drags out. That is rare. And the only example I can think of of this year. Yeah, uh, Phantom Elite really just knocked it out of the park this year from a band that I thought was, like, decent, but, like, I didn't have any expectations for them at all coming into this year. And right out the get-go, they just knocked it out of the park. Their sound changed in a way that really catered to my music taste uh, and what I've been interested in lately. And, yeah, just, they leveled up. So, Phantom Elite. That uh, takes my most improved artist of 2023. For my most improved artist, uh, runner-up is Glass Heart. And my winner... Is Tapestry? Uh, indi- individually, no. Uh, is Telly Smith of The Word Alive. so he featured in uh the too close to touch song hopeless right Mm -hmm. um plus i think just in the album alone um i think he did phenomenally well in his vocals um just individually alone um i I think we go back like a couple of years when we talk about armorage and anytime I would talk about that band, I would think about The Word Alive. Um, and then going back to Monomania, that album, I felt like Telly's vocals were doing pretty well, but it didn't really stand out for me. But I think in the this year, with that feature and the album dropping, I think Telly's vocals have really hit that point where he's at his peak. I think... He's got a phenomenal range of both cleans and uncleans. He's got fantastic um, live vocals. Uh, overall, I, I think I think Telly alone has improved a lot in the scene. Uh, great to hear him on the the uh, Too Close to Touch track. Uh, he also featured on More Than Misery by Caskets. Yeah, but I forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think he's just, he did pretty well this year with everything. So Tapestry could have been on this, but with, with me only discovering them this year, I can't say that they that's improved fair, yeah. of anything that I've listened to. Yeah, that's that's very fair. Uh, I... So. Honestly, The Word Alive was in contention for me as well. I think if Nocturnal Future drops as the lead single this year instead of late last year, I think The Word Alive probably 
takes my runner-up spot but because nocturnal future had me excited for the word alive late last year instead of this year i kind of gave the priority over to dead lakes as my runner-up just because i don't know my hype for the word alive started late last year not this year so it didn't feel right my runner-up for most improved artists of the year which i never thought in a million years i'd be saying uh goes to beartooth what? Um, wow! For... <laughs> wow! Yeah, that makes, right? that makes sense for how high he was on that album. Yeah, shout out Beartooth for being happy. That's all it took for them to make something good. Um, my most improved artist of the year goes to Invent Animate. Um, prior to Heavener, the cleans weren't as like refined or present or pronounced and the inclusion of them as much as they did and the improvement on them really, in my opinion, brought this band forward. Um, especially on, you know, Heavener released after the album, the title track, but like on songs like Without a Whisper, like everything really has a chance to shine and provide a contrast to the heaviness as opposed to if they weren't the album, I think would be a lot, at least for my personal taste, worse off than it was just because it's like, like 50 minutes of straight heavy without very many breaks. And so the breaks you do get in this feel very well-placed and earned. They also brought some of the best like riffs of the year, as well as riffs in their discography and some of the best breakdowns. Um, I think in, in a year that, at least for me, had very few truly like enjoyable and unique metalcore releases. This one stood out among like a select few others and really hit the nail on the head for metalcore. Um, honestly, at this point, one of the very few bands where I can confidently say that like I don't want them to progress their sound. I want them to refine it. Like I think they found it here, and I just want them to keep making it better and better so I can keep loving it more because this is one of the biggest in my opinion improvements that i've seen from a band in a long time um my runner-up for most improved artists goes to torrential rain mm. solid pick and and that was my uh my saying to please uh please derek and i think this next one will please jake <laughs> So I've been pleasing everybody tonight, okay? Um, for free? At least I think so. <laughs> for free? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, what do you think? Um, my, my winner for Most Approved Artist goes to Concrete Castles. I think uh, Concrete Castles have been a band that have gone from release I didn't care about with, uh, what was that album called? Wish I Missed You? I think so. Yeah. I remember. Mm-hmm. With me only liking the title track on that album to an album where I like almost every song and it is, I can't even think like, like yeah 
insane insane they've like skyrocketed on my on my uh list here so concrete castle stocks are rising <laughs> they yeah. are rising I, I'm so yeah. sad that they did not come back to Connecticut this year. That tour of Icon for Hire, Concrete Dividing, Concrete Castles would have been the best show I had seen all year if Concrete Castles was and Concrete Divide played the show together instead of splitting the tour. When I saw them, I think it was last year I saw them. Yeah, it was. Oh. I saw an acoustic performance. So I'd really love to see, especially with all the new songs released now, I'd love to see them just with all the new songs. So agreed, and as a full band, <laughs> <laughs> true, true. So, I believe that wraps up our superlative awards for this episode, leading us to our top five EPs of 2023. So, for our top five EPs of the year, what we're gonna do is we're gonna run through uh, each of our number fives, our number fours, number threes, number twos, and then our number ones. Uh, due to a general sentiment between us of a lack of notable eps this year instead of doing a full 10 through 6 list like we did with our top 10 songs last episode we're just going to be mentioning one runner-up ep or sorry number six ep before going into each of our top fives so with all that being said my runner-up number six ep of the year goes to spirit leaves with their ep to my detriment really solid debut ep from a band that just came out the ground this year my yeah, number five I thought that was going to be higher on your list. My number five EP of the year goes to Untethered by Dream State. Little three song no. EP to reintroduce Jesse as the new vocalist from this band that I thought was dead. For the most part um three songs this ep is you're in and you're out really quick it's like 10 minutes long uh you start with comforting chaos which has some really solid riffs um and a decent chorus as well um jesse sounds great here you got into taunt me track two which is my favorite song on the ep the first single uh with jesse as the new vocalist for the band uh the breakdown of i never sleep i'm not at peace i never sleep i'm not at peace just her delivery on that is fantastic and then you end off this little three-song EP with Chain Reactions, uh, which is a bit more of a mellow song, but it definitely hits that emotional chord a little bit more. I can't say that this EP is nearly as good as Primrose Path, but on the strength of Taunt Me Alone, that pretty much carried this EP into my top five of the year. In general, as I said before talking about these categories, EPs this year have been pretty underwhelming for me. And if your EP had one really solid song on it, that pretty much boosted it somewhere into my top 10 or top five. And yeah, Taunt Me by Dream State basically single-handedly brought this into my top five contention. Uh, but with support from Comfort and Chaos and Chain Reactions being songs that I necessarily didn't go back to a ton, but every time I listened to them, I was like, yeah, these are really good songs. Uh, rounds out uh untethered really well and a solid reintroduction for the band to hopefully have a brighter future i don't know if they will ever reach the same peaks of primrose path again but i would rather have this band alive than dead in whatever state that is so hopefully i don't regret my words and this band turns into an icy star situation <laughs> you will know the pain yeah uh don't have too much else to say i mean it's a really quick ep and i didn't spend a ton of time with it it's just got taunt me Banger song. Justin. 
All right. So my runner-up for best DPS of the year is uh, Fox Colt. You're gonna go fault. Hmm. Uh, and my number five is a band we have not talked about on the podcast before. It's a band called Mirror Lake with their EP Closure. Give a little bit of background on this band because we haven't talked about them before. This is a female-fronted um, band out of, I want to say, somewhere in the U.S. Can't remember where. Um, but um, I was really thrown off by the vocals at first because it sounded like Kellen Quinn's vocals, and I, I'm I think it's just because like the range is very similar. But when I went back to like watch the videos, it's actually a female vocalist, and I think she does exceptionally well. Um, probably one of the first black female vocalists I've seen in the scene in like mm. a while, if ever. Uh, and she carries this EP exceptionally well with her voice. Um, the first three tracks are ones that stuck out to me fairly well. Um, I think my favorite from this is the title track, Closure. All throughout this EP, you've got stellar uses of uh, guitar works uh, mixed with pretty good riffs that riffs that work well with um, her vocal delivery and her um, way to be able to just encapsulate the lyrics. Um, admittedly, again, with, with this being number five, nothing really stuck too all all too well with me to really keep going back to and listening out for um but anytime that closure pops up in my playlist or somber or even shadows i would give it a listen it's, it's all a really good sound front to back not something that i will no, normally spin from time to time but with uh the state of aps this year not being too interesting for me um plus with um varying eps just doing different degrees of success i, I feel like this was really a, a diamond uh amongst the haystack and uh definitely recommend this for anyone who uh enjoys that kind of sound i'm taking notes mm -hmm. you and derek will enjoy this i'm taking sure notes my runner-up for top five EPs goes to Dream States by Only Emily. And my number five EP of the year is God Smiles Upon the Callous Dow Boys by the Callous Dow Boys. We've ever talked about the Callous Dow Boys on the podcast? No, don't think so. No. Okay. Um, they're I've a six piece. Yeah, 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 they're pretty small. I think about sixty thousand monthly listeners. They're really like they're big in the scene, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like they're very pervasive, but they're not like actually as big as their online presence would make them out to be. They're a, a, a six piece from Atlanta who. I guess the best way I could put it would be that they ride the line between literally every possible side of post-hardcore and just make whatever the fuck they want. 
um, it's it's really chaotic music, but it's chaotic in a way that works. And I think that that like line is the epitome of this EP because the riffs, the number of different instruments, um, and the samples are really all over the place on this EP. But it's in a way that like grips your attention at any given point. Like you you never have any idea what's coming next, but it never once misses or loses you when it goes on to that next thing. Just track by track, pushing the pink, it's only three tracks long. Um, pushing the pink envelope is the opener, if you can even call it that. Um, and I think that on top of the fantastic instrumentation, electronic samples are really what set this track apart. And I really like the buildup, the guitar buildup of, so if it's all the same to you, I think I'll just get fucked instead. And you think that it's going to be a breakdown, but then it goes into like this hyper pop break chord beat for 10 seconds before transitioning back over to this like wild weedily weedily post hardcore. Like it's really strange, but in a really nice way. Um, the second track is called Waco Jesus. Uh, and it's got this really, really catchy chorus. And the bass here is unreal and gets a chance to shine on top of all the different types of riffs through it that punch through. The last track on it is Designer Shroud of Turin featuring a band called Pulses, uh, which is sort of Swancore adjacent um, from Virginia. Shout out, Virginia. And this song is fucking insane. Uh, there is saxophone, punji, Latin piano, mathcore riffs, breakdowns, slow piano jazz breaks. There is a lot going on in the five minutes duration of this song, but it works so well. It's a, I, I would describe it as an ass shaker is what it is. It's, it's a masterpiece and probably one of the best post-hardcore songs I've heard in like years. Um, I wish it was a little longer for what it is, which is why I had to like keep it at number five, but really there's nobody out here doing it like Cal Style Boys. And this is easily my favorite release of theirs. And if this, even if it doesn't have these songs, if like this leads into an album next year and they keep this sort of sound, immediate top 10 album of the year ad. I mean, just incredible stuff here. Mixed phenomenally, punches through beautiful stuff. So it's Jacob. my turn, huh? Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. I can't believe I'm fucking doing this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I can't believe I'm fucking doing this. Um, uh, my runner up for or number or my number six ep yeah. of the year goes to harry was here with stuck run sink die the end damn got booted to number six huh yep <laughs> number five i can't believe i'm oh, fucking doing this no. <laughs> goes to archetypes collide <laughs> and their after hours ep this motherfucking change in 45 <laughs> minutes <laughs> you want to know who i kicked out yeah. Light Spark. Ah, I didn't think Light Spark would make it on that. Well, it didn't. <laughs> it, did, yeah, it, did. <laughs> it almost did. <laughs> and and so, then boom, archetypes collide with a steel chair. No matter how many mountains that I climb, I always feel so cold. Will I ever be sad? Honestly, I think. I can't remember the vocalist's name. Kyle. His voice, Kyle, yeah. uh, Kyle, suit 
I think Kyle's voice suits this style of music more. I might be crazy to say that. And also, his voice also doesn't sound as rough, which I think is why I like it more. And that was like the main problem I had with the album is um, the vocals. I think the mm. cleans were a little too coarse for my my liking, if that makes sense. Um, I also just, I think solely on Destiny alone, um, this EP kicked out my other ones. I this is by the way for context, this is the EP that I started listening to like an hour ago. So, <laughs> um. I don't really have any notes on it, but <laughs> <laughs> it is it is putting archetypes collide in a more enjoyable space for me. Um and it has after hours in the name, so I had to rep it for the hive mind. True. Have you guys even heard it yet? I've heard I two think... of the three songs. I haven't heard the last one yet. Which was it Destiny? That's the new one? I don't know, two of them released as singles. Let me check. Destiny is the least plays, so I'm guessing that's... Yeah. Because I think Destiny is by far the best one here. Alright, well, I need to change that later. I guess that circles it back to me for my number four EP of the year, then. Sir. My number four EP of the year goes to Bad Love with the Mono No Aware Part 2 EP. This EP has six songs on it, and it is the follow-up to Mono No Aware Part 1, which is one of the most underwhelming EPs I heard all year. Uh, this band, in a matter of months, decided to completely shift gears and drop one of the most consistently enjoyable EPs I've heard all year. I would say the... Oh, I, d I don't know if I can say it. I, I was about to say this is the second most enjoyable overall EP. It just doesn't peak as high as what's above it. The streak of Disconnect, Deadweight, Saints, and Creature is really fucking good. Um, just solid post-hardcore songs across the board. Uh, Deadweight being my favorite for sure. Um, I really love the delivery and the chorus of that song. It's very bouncy. It's very fun, very catchy. Uh, but I also really enjoy the breakdown call-out uh, and the build-up to it, where it's one step forward, take me back, it feels so good, then it can't be bad. One step forward, take my hand, giving up yourself just to make me better. Um, and the delivery on that part as well syncs up perfectly with the breakdown of the song. Saints as well with track three has, I'd say is even catchier than Deadweight uh, with the chorus of, I never listened to Reason, I've tried giving it all that I've got. Is there room for a sinner or have all the, saners, uh, have all the saints gone marching in? Um, just really catchy songs across the board here. Uh, I think if Fade Away and Lovesick as tracks five and six hit the, what the intent of those like softer songs were like i think if those songs hit this is number two ep of the year for me but they do kind of feel a little underwhelming for me and ultimately that's not enough for me to put it any higher whereas 
the songs above it they peak higher and in general i'd say are somewhat like they're relatively on a similar level as consistent enjoyable listens just this ep from battle of doesn't peak as high um but yeah small australian band that went from releasing one of my most underwhelming eps of the year with part one to releasing a top five ep of the year in part two which i think is a damn impressive feat and was in contention for my most improved band of the year um it's just that i don't know i i this again they maybe should have been more in consideration for the most improved superlative award earlier but uh their 2021 ep i forget what it's called uh, life imitates art there we go i just pulled it up life imitates art was actually a really solid ep uh, with songs like feel good and the one that featured crossfaith um i think mono no aware part one was just kind of a weird dip and just like sonically had just not my style of music um so i don't i don't feel like this band ever really improved i think they're just back to the form that they were at in 2021 yeah that's uh battle of mono nowhere part two my number four ep of 2023 shout out small australian bands gotta be favorite one of my favorite kinds of bands yes that's my very a very a very, sa- a very safe bet especially in the eps category absolutely mm. all right my number four is band we have not talked about the podcast yet either but uh we will be because ep dropped this month uh, band called Save Us with their EP Lucid. Again, we've not talked about this band. Uh, they are a, I believe, UK-based band uh, for alt rock and metal. Uh, this is a very atmospheric band in the same vein of like a um like a mix between holding absence vocally and nerve instrumentally which works really well for this entire ep as a whole one of my favorite songs on this is their debut song new light uh, which only dropped in july of this year so they were formed this year a lot of the other songs on this EP are really, really good. Uh, you get Nightmare, which is like this kind of really good slow startup. Uh, Haunt is, in its name, a like a very haunting atmosphere-based uh, song. Drift is an excellent closer for this EP. Uh, distance, slow, but I feel like works really well in the context of everything. That being said, the only song I've really gone back to most here is New Light and maybe Nightmare. Uh, I think overall it it has a lot of good staying power and for a band that just formed it this year is a really good telling for what's to come and their discog. I just think that uh, this with more time probably would have been a little bit higher on my list, but as I'm looking at my list, I I don't think it would have. I think number four is probably where it deserves. Um, instrumentals overall are really good for what I look for in this type of genre of alt rock. And uh, there's a really good slow build into a breakdown in New Light that I think anyone would enjoy. So that's my number four. Say less. A lot of bands that we have not talked about making appearances today. 
I'm about to That's what I'm here make for. it a third. <laughs> make it a fourth. Make it a fourth shit, yeah. Uh, my number four EP of the year is Views Through the Mist by Kaleido. I'm bringing the the Memphis Mayfire joke full circle here because I've got a lo-fi EP for my top five. Um, Kaleido is an artist that I found midway through last year. Um, and I've listened to them a lot this year um, with anything that I was doing, really. Um, and they've easily passed um, an artist called Nukumachi as my favorite lo-fi artist. Um, his ability to weave soundscapes into regular lo-fi is something truly incredible that I don't really see with a lot of other artists in the genre, which I'm sure you guys know, even if you don't listen to lo-fi, how much fucking lo-fi there is out there. Like, yeah, yeah. he really sets himself apart in an oversaturated genre. Um, focuses on more like traditionally Asian sounding landscapes and instruments and sounds and samples. Um, it's not quite as prevalent here as it is on his 2021 album, but it's just as peaceful. And particularly on songs like Path Through the Tall Grass, it's a very relaxing, calming, defined sound. Um, I mentioned a little bit earlier that I could do it, like, or I could put this on at any point, but this was like my quote-unquote anything EP of 2023. I feel like I have one every year. Um, and that's like, if I need to do anything for work or otherwise it might be involved or stressful, I can put this on and feel relaxed and calm and it does just enough with the sonic variation and the different samples to keep me focused and attentive, but it's relaxing enough to have on in the background rather than feeling like I need to pay attention to this. But when you do pay attention, there's so many unique production notes to catch and like sonic world building to appreciate. And again, it's not like quite at the best level that I've ever heard from him, but it's still so fucking good. Um, I think this is an easy recommend for anyone with like schoolwork or regular work or your home or like editing like this above every other lo-fi artist I've ever heard. This guy is the real deal and his sound design is incredible and truly something to be like, is, you can listen to it, but you can experience there vocals? it. Uh, no, no, okay. never. Which is why I'm, Part of why I'm very surprised because there are a lot of like lo-fi artists who will incorporate like vocal cuts and vocal splices into their music to try and make it like a little bit more unique. He manages to do it without any of that, which is just like mind blowing to me. Um, his 2021 album Ghosts of uh, the Floating World, I think is like, have you guys got like something that's going to take an hour and you need to like focus up on it? Perfect, perfect soundtrack to it. I've listened to him more times this year and last year than I can count. My Please. number four is When the Sky Gets Dark by Sad Eyes and Dempsey Hope. You're out there sharing laughs I'm having panic attacks And hoping I'll get you back Which is not something we talked about on the podcast. Um, I think, Derek, Derek, you've heard this, right? Mm-hmm. make that five eps we have now discussed that we have not <laughs> talked about before <laughs> <laughs> to be that's fair five out of eight 
so far. To be fair, we were scrounging for EPs toward to, the end of here. And to be fair, it wasn't Justin's from December. Yes. True. And, True. And so is the so is the archetypes collide one. So Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, fair point. Yeah. I found this EP yesterday. So <laughs> <laughs> this is I don't think it no, it's not, I wouldn't call it an acoustic EP, but it is very chill. Uh kind of like what Derek was talking about earlier. I don't think it's as chill as lo-fi, but uh um, <laughs> I really enjoy Sad Eyes um and I guess Dempsey Hope. I don't even know who Dempsey Hope is, honestly, but I really enjoy some of the lyricism in this. It's not really something I really relate to or anything, but it's something you can put on and just like listen at almost any time. And it's like what, fifteen minutes, eighteen minutes, something fourteen like minutes. That's like, a... yeah, I'm gonna read some lyrics. Uh, from Los Angeles. Um, I really love the delivery on. Uh, the line in the chorus. You're out here, you're, sorry, you're out there sharing laughs, I'm having panic attacks, and hoping I'll get you back, but I won't, no. I don't know why, I just really love the de delivery on that, um, and I think this is like, uh, this is emo rap, by the way, I haven't, I haven't even said that, um, <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I haven't been too fond of uh eps this year but this is something i i could throw on at almost any time and just listen to i really like the emotion that is conveyed through sad eyes's voice again it's not something i really relate to and something i've realized this year about myself it's just like i like emotional music it doesn't well I guess it does matter what emotion. I guess I'm drawn to all the sad ones, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just something you can throw on 15 minutes, go for a short drive or something, and yeah, it's just fun to listen to. I have a feeling that's not going to be the last time we hear some emo rap on this uh, top five EP list. <laughs> I don't know, just a gut feeling. No comment. Anyways, to my no number comment. three EP of the year. We have a band that has been mentioned in uh, a previous Top Awards episode from a previous year. We have Discrepancies in their EP, Product of Entertainment. Broken dreams and low self-esteem, it seems these are the things we cover with pride. She tried to take it one day at a time, but tonight was the night she had made up her mind. And then a couple friends invited her to a show. She had other He did it. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had the uh I had the recovery pulled up, which is my favorite song on the EP, and uh it took me a minute to go and actually remember what the name of the EP was cuz I forgot to write it down. Um, I feel like that shows how much we we <laughs> are invested in these EPs this year. Yeah. <laughs> with that being said, with that being said, Recovery is a top 25 song of this year for me, and lyrically was my winner for best lyrics of the year for a long ass time um i have practically the entire song written down here uh but before i get into that sonically this is rap rock 
sick riffs like new metal influence for sure uh i'll mention some of the lyrics from hands up here which is technically the title track where it mentions product entertainment um all these labels and comparisons are tossed around treated like lb or lp's foster child uh they try to tell it like we're only ripping off the sound when all we ever did was try and lift it off the ground and i feel like that really kind of says a lot about discrepancies like ambitions is like realizing that rap rock and new metal aren't at the peak that they used to be but wanting to bring it back and in my opinion they're doing a damn good job at it the rise was a top 10 album of 2020 for me and this is a fantastic follow-up to it admittedly i haven't spent too much time with it uh as a whole this year but every time i go back to it i'm just reminded of the really fun vocal deliveries the bars and the verses um and just how emotional it can get at times and especially in a song like recovery uh which is my favorite song on the ep here um broken dreams and low self-esteem it seems these are the things that we cover with pride um i think her beauty was one of a kind who would have knew that she wanted to die um and then the rest of the verse is basically talking about how like in this i don't know if this is based on like a true story or a fictional story but about how this girl ends up going to a show and realizes that like her life isn't worth giving up and then uh the final lyric of the verse is i guess it's more than a pencil and a pad when it saves a life which if you think about it like there's a lot of bands out there that like music means a lot to people and i don't think it's that exaggerated to say that it is more than a pencil and a pad when a song saves someone's life and i think recovery is a song about telling that story of how music can save someone's life and yeah it's just lyrically a absolutely phenomenal song front to back with an incredible chorus um don't throw away your chance to change it's only temporary pain those better days aren't far away step by step to recovery um but other than recovery which is by far my favorite song there are other really solid songs on this ep i really enjoyed hands up which is the title track um entirely rap vocals uh across the song including in the chorus just really fun energy um limitless as the opener is a bit of a weird one for me um but it's more of the same and then systemic suffering and testify again it's more of the same just delivering on that rap rock new metal promise that discrepancies have really like they've they know how to do this type of music and they are probably they're one of the best bands that i'm aware of that are still making this sound and i think as long as this band keeps it up they are going to be finding themselves in another one of my end-of-year awards lists in future years. All right. My number three. Uh, continuing the trend of bands we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> uh, we will be in December. Um, an artist, Reese Young, uh, with his EP Advance. <laughs> Uh, Derek, this is your fault. Let's go! You know, <laughs> I'm surprised there hasn't been a lot more overlap yet. We haven't seen any duplicates. That's going to change. Yeah, I went out Give of my time. way to find a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this was like one of the ones that, um, like from us and like from our music taste, this is one of the ones that gravitated toward me quickly. Um, this is one, if not two eps that i have on my list that i have every song saved 
Uh, Reese Young is a New Jersey-based artist uh, who recently got assigned to uh, UN- UNFD, uh, which is crazy. And uh, this EP alone really shows his musical talent. It's got a, like, a grunge style, I, I would say. The idolization of, like, a... Like like a group or like a rioting rioting group is something that's prevalent throughout this, um, especially with endless riots, which I think is my favorite song off this. Um, you really get that feeling of like grunge and almost like a new metal type style. Um, I think uh, endless riots also has a King Hill feature. It's not listed on Spotify, but Genius says says it, so if genius genius says it, you know, what can you do? Um the chorus for Endless Range are lost and you can't hide it. Why can't I face the silence? On and on and on. Made something on and on and on out of nothing. Defined by my defiance, my thoughts are endless riots. On and on and on. I made something out of nothing. I think this is probably the EP that stuck out with me throughout the entirety of the year. It was really good telling for like new up and coming bands, uh, especially like bands and solo artists that really can piece themselves into the scene like Reese can. I'm excited to see what he can do on uh, UNFD with his solo drops. Shout out the Minecraft Blaze sound effects. For real. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going crazy the first time I heard that, dude. I was like, yeah, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it until you pointed it out. The, um, what's better, the Blaze sound effects or the Taco Bell ding from Bill Murray? Taco Bell ding for sure, man. I got Taco, Taco Bell ding <laughs> is, it's, it's a much more meme-worthy sound effect. <laughs> yes. Jake and his bells, man. <laughs> <laughs> bells go burr. What can what can I say? I've used the Taco Bell meme in a handful of the videos I've edited this year. <sighs> Minecraft Blaze sound effects has gotten significantly less usage. My number three EP of the year is If You Know You Know by Picturesque. You threw me away, so I've been looking back like every day. Maybe that's why I am this way. I have changed People need to stop sleeping on this band. I'm so sick of it. They've been sleeping on them for like six years at this point, and I feel like they should be at the forefront of everyone's discussion of like upcoming and forward-thinking rock bands, and I think this EP is what proves this. It has everything. I mean, like there's bouncy riffs there's groovy melodies which i feel like kind of got hinted at on um oh fuck i think it was are you okay it was the name of that 2020 album yeah um but this i think drives that sound forward and reinforces on it while kind of shifting away a little bit from the post-hardcore song and it's still have the same sad lyrics or intriguing lyrics to think to and relate to which is all rounded off by Kyle's unique and incredible delivery. Shout out vocalist named Kyle today, apparently. Um, and some really mm-hmm. like great and punchy production that amplifies every single part of the CP. Um, I think Borrowing Problems is still my favorite song off here, but 
guitar and dance with the devil and that first full chorus and strange habits also kind of bookend the ep and stand out as real highlights um, but there's something to love in, in in every song on here i i wish i almost or i almost had more to say about it because i feel like front to back it's a very smooth and easy and impressive listen and you listen to this and you go wow this band is going to be like like people are going to copy this band sound i feel like for like the kind of rock post-hardcore blur the line genre type of thing. Like I feel like they've honestly been one of the better transitions from post-hardcore and metalcore to rock that I've heard in a while. Like you talk, you hear about bands selling out all the time type of thing. And I feel like instead of that, this feels like a natural progression of their sound, which is really cool. And not something you see very often. Um, I really wish this was an album after three years of kind of nothing. Like, coming back with an EP is like, yeah, like I get it, but I also really want an album. And if the album is any sort of the sound on whenever it comes out, hopefully we'll get one eventually that it's going to be fantastic. But regardless of that, they're still doing fantastic things at the CP. And I'm very, very happy uh, that we got something out of them this year, especially this high quality. My number three is maybe a surprise. I don't know. We'll see. It goes to Spirit Box with The Fear of Fear. I would say this is a surprise, yeah. I didn't think yeah, this would be Yeah, yeah, re- Resident Spirit Box on Enjoyer. I, I am the Resident Spirit Box on Enjoyer. I, see... I think they're overrated, and I will still say that. I think they're overrated. That's where I'm at. But this EP, I just love how everything transitions so nicely between, like, for example, Celador and Jaded, and then also on uh, Angel Eyes and the Void. I think. Anyway. um, And. It just feels really well, like, thought out. And um, I think it's really interesting how they started when they were writing. They started with uh, Too Close, Too Late. That was the first song. And they kind of built around it. Mm. Especially in, like, lyrics. Yeah. And... um, Because there's so many references to other songs in each of these. Um, I think it's really, it was, it was planned, it was thought out with like the other songs in mind, if that, if that makes sense. Um, and it's funny cause I think Cellar Door has gone from my least favorite song to my favorite song <laughs> and Angel Eyes has gone from my favorite song to my least favorite. <laughs> so it's a really good take. I don't know what it is. I, it's it's got to be like the the breakdown and yeah, cellar door is just like I can't live in this world while I breathe in another one. Dun, 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 dun. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the the bridge of uh, too close, too late is fantastic as well. Um, 
it just i just love how how everything blends together in this and of course jaded was nominated for a reason so <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah i just think it's yeah i just think this this was really well crafted and created by uh spirit box here i do st- i'm still gonna say it. i th- we got a free uh what's his name shit i can't say this and not remember josh. his name josh for free josh gilbert my hashtag for the day <laughs> hashtag free josh gilbert um i really i i think if they put him in songs it'll be Easily put it at EP of the year. <laughs> Honestly, you're very real for that. <laughs> so uh, I guess it's back to me. It is back to you. Yeah, I wasn't entirely sure how to handle it. My number two EP of the year is uh, If You Know You Know by Picturesque. Go buried under smoke snowed in. I'm feeling so soon. Maybe this is hopeless. <laughs> Which Derek just <laughs> talked about, but I wasn't sure if I should jump in or not. And I was kind of waiting for him to say something. But, uh, anyway. I didn't it's... think that's what we decided on, guys. My bad. I thought it was <laughs> if we had it in the same slot. <laughs> I'll go fuck myself. I'll get... why no, yeah, that, that's, why I stayed, that's why I stayed it's quiet. Because I have it at number two. You have it at number three. Man, Anyways. Like, this um, is also on my list. And then hit the step. <laughs> if you went last and Jacob went third, I would have. But... Anyways, um, Hopeless is a borderline top 10 song of the year, and the rest of the EP is fine. Wow. That's kind of all I have to say about it, to be honest. Um, you know what? That's, you know, that's awesome. Because I don't have much to say about my two EPs more than, uh, my next two EPs more than Spirit Box, so... Uh, I'll say that I really enjoyed the part in Hopeless with, like, that EDM dropout, uh, for, like, the second chorus type thing. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Reminds me of Waves by Letters Sent Home, which was one of my favorite songs of last year, uh, 2022. Even though that song came out in 2021. Discovered it last year. Um, and it's got a really fun and bouncy chorus. I don't know what the fuck it's trying to say, but it's got a really fun chorus. And uh, Dancing with the Devil is a fun closing song. And everything else on the EP is fine. I think, like, Strange Habits, good song, catchy. Barring Problems, good song, catchy. Um, I think that uh, Watterson West is probably my least favorite song on here. (sighs) It's either that or Break It All. I think Watterson West is, like... No. Oh. <laughs> no, Waters and West is Waters and West is kind of necessary for the vibe of the EP, whereas Break It All just feels like a. a it almost feels like it doesn't need to be there, but it's still it, good it, enough. Break It All is like a hopeless two point It's hopeless two point if it was like bargain brand hopeless. And yeah, if it was scary. the one dollar bread Walmart, <laughs> bro. I really love. I love the chorus. It's so catchy. That I've been sleepwalking with the shades. It's okay, up. Jacob. Oh, I also God. love Great Value. I do too. Actually, it's, uh, you know what? man. I, mean, I didn't China. want to turn this into like. I didn't want to turn this picturesque discussion into just like 
a more negative discussion than it's turned out to be. You, you Wait, it's my second favorite EP of the year, but I'm, like I'm defending this. But really, that's kind of where I'm at. Like this EP is only here because Hopeless is just that much of a gigabanger. I really think it's a shame that more people aren't talking about this. Like, I'm talking about how it's underrated, but, like, if you look at the streaming numbers, like, if you, like, on the popular releases thing, this isn't even in their top five, and it came out this year, which was really fucked up to me. I don't know. I, I don't agree with the four songs being fine and one gigabanger thing, or, like, the, the five fine songs and whatever. Like, I think that this has a lot more to offer, but I also think that it's a virtue that you can put that at number two, and that shows the strength of EPs this year. Uh, I'm, like I'm up... pulling out some statistics right now. Uh, as it turns out, Borrowing Problems is my least played song on the EP. Wow, go fuck yourself. Never mind. I've, uh, I've listened Jacob, to it. I've, come to I've listened side. to <laughs> it. I've listened to Borrowing Problems 10 times this year. And I've listened to Watterson West and Break It All 11 times. <laughs> Man, I feel like uh, I ended up with like and a I, really Wait, wait for it. I've listened to Hopeless. I've listened to Hopeless. 114 times. <laughs> Damn. That's a lot, actually. Action, man. Yeah, as I said, one gigabanger. Number two EP like... of the year, baby. <laughs> I feel like I ended up with a list of 12 very good EPs, but I had to listen to 36 EPs to do it. Like, I, <laughs> I had to go out of my way to go find more because a lot of the stuff this year just, like, wasn't up to par. Anyway. General sentiment. General Justin. Sentiment. Before before Justin takes it, I just so I'm really missing a letter sent home this EP this year. I'm not gonna lie. Next year, buddy. Really, here it comes. I'm really missing it right now. Anyway, Justin, your number two EP of the year. Uh speaking of people not talking about picturesque, uh, my number two EP of the year is Mth Road with their EP casualty. If I could pretend Is there like a picturesque related thing here, or is it just that people aren't talking about it enough? No, you just gave me a really good transition. I'm not maybe talking his, about it on my list. So maybe his number one that's is, where we're at. <laughs> if you know, you know, you know. Lost my turn of thought there for a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck you, Jacob. <laughs> This is your fault, Justin. You put you wore your archetypes collide hat and it fucked up my list. <laughs> yeah, Justin. Fuck did I Maybe do? next time think before. I you love wear the your butterfly hat. effect. I love the butterfly I'll take effect. Up the, I'll take up the hat next time. Jesus. <laughs> to actually talk about the EP because we haven't yet. Um well we have on the podcast, but um in general I I really enjoyed um i think this ep is carried by the wake river and casualty this is very similar to how i feel about um inertia's ep last year where you've got really good songs that i keep going back to uh and then you've got like one or two quote-unquote misses but even in this context i wouldn't say um teeth misses i'm just not a fan of the predominant heavy vocals uh the the cleans and the chorus for teeth are pretty good but uh this band and at least for this sound uh is very 
nostalgic to me. Mm. It almost makes me feel like old, like late uh, 2000s era punk music, but done in a modern style. Like I, f- I, I go back to listen to River, and it feels like I could get that same experience while like playing an old Tony Hawk game. Even though this band is not punk, it's more alt rock metal style music. But the the way they contextualize their sound uh, and just the the guitar riffs and how they they sound to me just makes it feel that more nostalgic. Um, I don't know if it's just because they're they're you know a lesser band, you know seven point seven k monthly listeners, but um, overall. I really enjoyed this. Casualty is still one of my favorite uh, songs to have come out in the last couple of months uh, in, as an individual song. And it's probably my favorite closer, I would say, of anything. I'm like even going back to my top 10 albums. And I don't, I don't think I had as much good to say on any of the closers. Except like one or two on my top 10 albums than I do on Casualty. Because uh, Casualty alone is just like probably what I recognize and see this band as. Um, funnily enough, this this EP was produced by the same guy that produced, um, I think it was Future Static's uh, album, Liminality. Mm. So um, it's produced fairly well. Um, Probably it's a guy who produces a lot of Australian bands because I was looking at Ziscog and uh, a lot of the stuff there. Um, I saw Bloom, I saw Tapestry on there, uh, Bellhaven, just a couple other predominant Australian bands. Uh, but I think Nth Road have a really good staying power with this. And I think with them, um, Tapestry, Inertia, Wind Waker, uh, and then Awaken I Am, like, Australia alone is just some of the best metalcore bands in the scene that are up and coming right now. You have Enthroed, I have Bad Love, last year we had uh, Inertia and Relica. Australia, uh, small Australian bands will be dropping the good EPs. One of the safest bets. Sure do. My number two EP of the year is The Fear of Fear by Spirit Box. Jacob has honestly already said most of what I wanted to say, so I will mostly. You enjoyed it more than me. Go for it. Well, you know. I did, but I didn't. <laughs> I mean, Jaded was a top three song of the year, like you said. For good, it's nominated for a reason. Like, I can never sing that song's praises enough. And and like you said, I really, really enjoy the transitions between songs, whether it be Angel Eyes in the Void or Cellar Door to Jaded. I think that Ultraviolet is a great way to close it, and I think it was kind of follows a little bit of what Justin was talking about that like. A couple EPs this year had some closers that were really good and better than a lot of other albums. Um, and I think that Ultraviolet does a great job of closing it off. 
Um, I didn't realize that the song or the EP was written around too close, too late, but it makes sense because I wanted to point out like how many songs on here reference too close, too late mm-hmm. or the line it's too close and it's too late. It's too close and it's too late this time or something like that. Fuck, now I'm spacing on it. You're good. Um, but the fact that like in Ultraviolet and the Closer, it's like it's never too close. It's never too late type of thing. Like as far as I can tell, this EP is about being restrained within yourself and being afraid to branch out and blossom and overcome those mental limitations. And then Ultraviolet is kind of like a moment of clarity where, where you can. Um, and that's why it varies from the rest of the album, which basically tells you like it's too close, like it's too late, like you're not gonna make it, you're not gonna succeed, type of thing. I you know, I have a up? question for you. Yeah, it, yeah go this for is it. Kind of unrelated, but I'm uh-huh. very curious. I saw when it was advertised that the vinyl is two discs. Is that true? Fuck, I think so. I haven't actually looked. Um, I saw you post a picture. That's why I'm asking. I think it's that that pisses me off a little bit because I wish it could all play back to back. You know what I I mean? I want to say put it right now. That's what I'm doing, man. I'm reaching over. I want to say it's two discs, and one is the EP, and one is the EP backwards. What? Am I tripping? That's cool. If it is, I definitely bought an EP this year where that is the case. But I can't tell you know what? This shit is still shrink wrapped. We're gonna open it right now and find out. Unboxing. Yup. <laughs> Without the camera. <laughs> I can open my camera if I tried. I gave it to my friend. I I literally I drove to my friend's house with a camera and a calculator for one of his like calc finals because he didn't have either. And that shit disappeared. I have not seen it since, folks. Let's see. We're about to. This is, I can't believe we're doing a fucking unboxing. Okay. <laughs> I've taken the vinyl out. Oh, it came out really pretty. Fuck me. All right. It is. Nope. Front is the first three. Back is the back three. It's a really pretty vinyl, though. Let's take a picture of it while you do yours. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. You I, know, I, I, is it, what's up? I'm just trying to listen to the transition. In, or too close, too late. Let's see if it's any good. What I will say is I feel like there's something about this that it feels incomplete a little bit to me. And I don't know what it is. Like, I really struggle to place it. But I think it might be the way that Angel Eyes... I like the way it transitions in the void, but I think that Angel Eyes is definitely a weaker track. And when you've had two other Spirit Box releases prior to this that... In my opinion, besides maybe Holy Roller, which I know is like a unpopular opinion, were flawless. It just leaves me like a little bit middled that like even if unnamed next band at number one hadn't come out of the woodwork, like I don't think I would have felt right having this as my number one EP because it didn't feel like it, you know? Like there's something missing and I can't pinpoint it, but hmm. overall a really, really strong EP, and I'm glad that I have it to tide me over with more spirit box because jaded the void um ultraviolet too close too late all incredible songs um shout out to the cellar door too but i definitely think the heavier tracks here are weaker and it turns me off a little bit from what is otherwise a fucking phenomenal ep it's still great in its own right just 
I, I feel that it's not as strong as some of their other releases, even as strong as the Rotoscope EP as a whole. So there is a transition from Too Close to Late to Angel Eyes, which is kind of saddening. Yeah. Which yeah. was all in one. If only, but... <laughs> well, you know, whatever. My record player's broken anyway. I won't get to mold <laughs> about it. Does that take it to me? Yes. Um... My number two EP to, I don't think anybody's surprised, well, maybe some people's surprised, <laughs> is If We're Being Honest by Garden. Is it okay to close my eyes for I'm afraid of what I'll find tucked under tape that's stuck in... Great choice. So, my... Actually, my introduction to Garden was his first acoustic EP. And honestly, I think that's my favorite, like... Actually, no. I liked... I liked... Uh, long story short. Anyway. Here's my introduction. <laughs> um, I don't think this is as strong as that EP, the Treehouse one. Um, that I can't remember the name of right now, but it will come to me. Um, I, but I do think, like individually, so these songs are strong. Like as a whole, I like that that EP more, but this one I like the individual songs, um, especially "Welcome Home," "It Lives Where I Live," and even one with the decor. Um, I think the analogy he gave us in that that interview really like where he said like if if that first treehouse EP was the overworld in Minecraft and this was like going to the nether <laughs> I think that really helped me um appreciate this more and oh, it's one of the coolest things we've done this year honestly is interviewing him um but yeah, I think the acoustic sound is something I've been that's been I've been growing on like a lot lately. Um and um I really enjoy Welcome Home as an opener. Like a it's a great way to it gets you in like the it brings you into like the atmosphere, I guess. That's what an opener is supposed to do. Um, I love the emotion in one with like a decor, even if he doesn't like necessarily sound good at like screaming necessarily, it kind of reminds me of like, um, color decay. Mm -hmm. Um, where it just is, you can feel it from like the soul. It's, it's desperate emotion wanting to get out and him vocalizing it in that yeah i don't really have much more to say honestly i would love to have this on vinyl <laughs> that's been my new hobby lately by the way if yeah. I Frisbees! Up, <laughs> um i know he said he wanted to release the treehouse on on by on like a seven inch so if only i'm hoping this one too i think uh i know creatures 
or creature part one. All three he wants to put on one. On yeah, a, a dual disc. Mm-hmm. I'm dual waiting. Disc. I have I have had post notifications on for almost two years now, <laughs> awaiting that announcement. I need it. So, I think he said October 2024 is what I perfect. Say what less. I imagine. What I think I remember hearing on one of his live streams. Well, if he's there for five years, it'd be September 2024. So that would be close enough, I guess. But um, another thing I wanted to mention is I kind of left this on like the back burner for most of the year. Mm. I, when I first heard it, I was like, eh, it's okay. And coming back to it, like for this awards, I was like, oh, it's probably going to be at like my number five or something. And and I kept listening to it and listening to it, and especially Welcome Home grew on me a lot. I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with me. I didn't want to listen to it a lot when uh, it came out, but it definitely has grown on me a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Like, it jumped from low EP. I, like, I say that, like, five to two is... Not that big a jump. For me, it is. With the EPs <laughs> that were released this year. <laughs> so. Yeah. Is it time for us to all reveal our favorite EPs of the year? After a little recap, yeah. Uh, before we recap, I just want to mention an honorable, honorable mention real quick that I forgot to mention earlier. I wasn't sure if Rivals and the Maneater EP counted as an EP or if it was just a collection of singles. Mm. But if it did count, it would be my number five instead of Dream State. Hmm. But I wasn't sure if it counted, so I just played it safe and didn't count it. Honestly, I counted Rotoscope, which wasn't even uh, EP last year. I'm pretty sure I did. So. Yeah. I also never even listened to all five songs on that Rivals quote-unquote EP back-to-back, like front-to-back, so... Uh, I only ever listened to them as singles, so it just didn't feel right including it anyway. Uh, but with that out of the way, to recap, my runner-up EP of the year number six is Spirit Leaves to My Detriment. Number five was Untethered by Dream State. Number four was Mono No Aware Part 2 by Bad Love. Number three was Product of Entertainment by Discrepancies. Number two was If You Know You Know by Picturesque. And my number one favorite EP of the year, thank God this released this year, Oh boy, if that picturesque EP, the discussion I had for that was my number one. Just <laughs> imagine. Uh, my number one EP of the year is The Fear of Fear by Spirit Box. I think it's impeccable and impressive that we managed to have this EP at. Three, two, and one amongst us. <laughs> you know, I kind of figured it would... I didn't figure it would happen like that. I figured we'd all... All three of us would have it. Uh, so for what it's worth, I, this is the only one that I actually really wanted to talk about. And this is, in my opinion, the only EP that I feel like I'm actually going to remember from this year. And oh. it's like, when I think about my top EPs of the year... This is the one. This is, like, the only one that I would actually consider quality enough to actually be deserving of an award to be in a top five. And just, like, on this list in general, almost. 
And it starts with Cellar Door, which has this fantastic build. It's pissed off. It's angry. It sets the tone perfectly, in my opinion. You build from that into Jaded, which is the best song on this EP. Courtney Shines, uh, another fantastic breakdown. The riffs are unbelievable. You get into Too Close to It, which has such a beautiful chorus. The flow, the flow from track to track is perfect. Angel Eyes is another fantastic pissed off song. Reminds me of a Silk in the Strings from Eternal Blue, which is one of my favorite heavy pissed off spirit box songs. And I would say Angel Eyes is just as good or close to as good as Silk in the Strings. Uh, Angel Eyes of the non-singles. Uh, so between Too Close to Wait, Ultraviolet, and Angel Eyes. Angel Eyes is my favorite of the three. The Void um is just a fantastic song i feel like courtney's vocals shine once again on that song and ultraviolet is a song i haven't spent as much time with but it really wraps up the themes of this ep extremely well um uh, lyrically there's a lot of themes that come together um about like a mirror the key um like having a mirror and like unlocking a door and the key and closing the loophole and stuff like that and I, as I said in our November recap, I still haven't fully pieced together what this EP is talking about. I just know that it is certainly cohesive, and I don't have to know what it means to know that this is the best EP I've heard all year. It's just that good. And like, even without all of the deeper meaning to the lyrics, just sonically, I enjoy listening to every song on here more than just about any, well, yeah, more than any other EP I have heard this year. I think this is by far the most consistent and strongest set of songs on any EP this year. There is no weak point here. There is no song that is significantly weaker than any other. And no, you're wrong. <laughs> um, another, a couple of uh, vocal moments that I really enjoyed. Um, in Cellar Door, the lead-up to the breakdown, there's a chain I don't believe in. There's a strain on the tempered ceiling. Uh, and then the breakdown call of, of So Tear My Lungs Out as the riff just chunks. So fucking good. On Jaded, uh, the second verse, um, where Courtney just belts out, but what if I was into the second chorus is... It gives me chills when I hear that. Um, Angel Eyes. Uh, Courtney's delivery on Mirror Lies, Angel Eyes, A Vision of Despair, crystallized in the verse is just brutal as fuck, and I love it. Um, and the breakdown callout in Angel Eyes is another standout moment for me. Um, this time I break the mirror when I die, the hourglass in my mind, turn it once to touch the sky, scouring my life. Um, you get to the void, which has another really catchy delivery. This is just one line here of where do my fears all go when they die? Uh, which has someone that has struggled with like anxiety a lot over the years. Like even just that line alone, even out of context from the rest of the EP, when the void came out as the lead single, like that line I related to a lot and had me listening to the void on repeat for a lot of, uh, April and May. And then ultraviolet just takes all the concepts from those first five songs and, kind of wraps it together i can't go into as much detail because it's a song i spent the least amount of time with but um the last thing that i'll mention about this is that literally like a few hours ago before recording this uh loudwire did an interview with courtney um and mike and they basically revealed the concept of this ep is someone who is going through like a death loop or a death cycle 
and it's them realizing that like they keep going through this cycle of like being alive experiencing all this negativity wanting to die but then they just wake up and restart the process and Mm. ultraviolet is them realizing that i don't it's the realization of like i don't want to keep going through this cycle and they want to just straight up die I could be misinterpreting a bit of the meaning from that because I it was just like a 60 second Instagram reel. But I do think there is some truth to that of realizing of like not wanting to go through the monotony of just like living the same thing over and over again and wanting to like close the loophole, um, open the door to the other side instead of just keep reliving the same cycle. Um yeah this ep is by far the best ep i've heard this year thank god this came out just in the nick of time Uh, this is the only ep that even holds a candle to any of my top five eps from last year Hmm. i don't have anything else to say so justin with that i will recap um my honorable mention was fox colt the indigo fault um my number five mirror lake with their ep closure Number four, Save Us with their EP Lucid. Uh, number three was Reese Young with his EP Advance. Number two, Inth Road with their EP Casualty. My number one, uh, you probably could have guessed this, uh, it was Spirit Leaves with their EP To My Detriment. Hell yeah. I'm glad that this guy... I was worried this wasn't going to make your list at all, honestly. Yeah, because you robbed it, so <laughs> we almost didn't talk about it. Uh, but no, this this band coming out of fucking nowhere to, come, to put out probably one of the best post-hardcore projects of this year. Fucking wild. The amount of talent this band exudes through each one of these songs is incredible um you know when killjoy dropped it was a great debut single that i didn't think was gonna go anywhere i thought they would drop this one maybe two other tracks throughout the year and then next year maybe we get something turned out not be the case when uh pulling teeth drops soon after paradise and ruin and then the ep as a whole, dropped with probably one of the best songs, Chaos Control, uh, dropping. Uh, probably the one of, if not the best song, um, Office EP. I would say Paradise and Ruin gives it a run for its money. But individually, I think all of these songs stand on their own. I think you put them in a really good package, because this is what I really like when EPs come out like this. Uh, is they're put together in a package where they stand individually on their own. But listening to them together paints a better picture. And I think this is one of those best examples. Um, The only gripe I had with this is that Hollow is the opener. I think Hollow probably could have been like number four or three. Um, It was probably my least favorite off the EP. But that's not to say it's bad. It's just I didn't it didn't pull me as much as the other four. Paradise and Ruin makes up for it. Killjoy, still such a good track. 
um what a atmospheric ep uh that blends that sonic uh, um sound that that like echoey dissonance that blends all of it together in a tightly wrapped bow uh the lyrics for the chorus of pulling into you saturate the view said the course the beautiful and true brick by brick we build a house for two from the ocean to the mountains me and you the i also enjoyed the i think it was let me see if i can find it i think it was in chaos control speaking about the downward spiral yeah can't say you from all the debris i made just yeah. know the, that lust was a means for my downward spiral i echo the thoughts that i'll drown in it's unsafe i'm your siren singing dreams such a good chaos control is such a good song just this band yeah. alone for a debut band nine thousand monthly listeners incredible work i I think this is a testament for how bands are going to be sounding within the next two years. I think bands are going to be standing on top and on par with all of the metalcore scene bands or post-hardcore bands that we know and love in no time. Um, I don't think there's much to me much evolution going on in the scene uh ever since uh bad album instructor album so right now is a perfect time for anyone that's crawling around in the woodwork to put out that new project that breaks the mold and sets an example for how the scene needs to be for the future and i think this is one of the better examples of a unique take on a genre that can be kind of stagnant i'm not nearly as high on it. i mean i'm still fairly high on it. it was in my runner-up but yeah i i can echo pretty much everything that you said here spirit leaves a phenomenal debut all right Derek. my number six ep of the year was dream states by only emily and number five was God Smiles Upon the Callous Dowboys by the Callous Dowboys. Number four was Views of the Mist by Kaleido. And number three was If You Know, You Know by Picturesque. Number two was The Fear of Fear by Spirit Box. And to probably nobody's surprise after the last recap, my number one EP <laughs> of the year is The Indigo Fault by Fox Cole. You're, you're welcome <laughs> thank you for actually getting me to check this out before the end of the year because i don't think i would have gotten to it <laughs> which would have been very sad it would have been very sad uh i mentioned a bit in the review well, i mentioned a lot in the review but that this is far and away my favorite ep of all time and i've somehow managed to grow to like it more since we did the review I was trying to keep it a little more concise than I did then. I was but, about to say that that was possible. Yeah. I I think what the highlight of this for me beforehand and what still is, is the way in which they blend this like almost 
early Amorosa style post hardcore with shoegaze, which is a very hard thing to do in and of itself, but also to make it work as well as it does. And to overcome the, I guess for me, I know it's a stylistic choice for a lot of shoegaze, but a lot of times the vocals get lost in the mix to help create the sort of ethereal, one-noted like feeling. And this somehow manages to capture that without losing any of the vocals or instruments in the mix, which is a fucking impossible almost feat to pull off, in my opinion. Like, it's so well done. The vocal deliveries on here, whether it be the cleans, the uncleans, um, those kind of harsher vocals really stand out. I think this is one of the better examples I've heard recently of those kind of harsher, more grating style vocals that somehow still work with the more ethereal shoegazy sound. Um, so sonically alone, this is my favorite EP of the year and one of the best EPs I've ever heard. I think what really, what drives it over the edge for me is the lyricism. And I kind of got into it when we did the review because I wasn't fully aware of it yet. I just knew the lyricism was good. I didn't realize just how much it tied in with everything the breakdown in um cliff jumper with was it wrong to hold the barrel up between my eyes they said courage is the worst pain of all so i cut right through that conscious and banished my ghost to my walls it's like a really fucked up way of saying that you killed yourself <laughs> like I, just the imagery with that um on uh, Silicone Dream, I'm still here waiting for the stars to shine again. My eyes are open, but nothing I see can compare to the vision, the dream, the ocean of ice and the chasm beneath, the image of perfection, the only thing that comforts me. Am I too late? Somewhere off in the corners of my mind, I wait in the solitude. I let the rain inside. Suffer now so you're ready when it's time to break the patterns that they made. Um, then like glacier this feels like a disease slipping through the cracks in my skin i'm barely breathing it spilled the blood and pulled me back into the pain that lingers below it claws at the soul will i be forgiven oh god for what i have to do i there's stuff like that throughout every single song and it's all great but what culminates that i didn't realize at the time is that symmetry is named symmetry because most of the lyrics are callbacks to the other songs on the ep um specifically mm. at one point where it says is there is there something i have well i should say in the first song um empty space the first chorus is from all the way across the empty space called the whisper of a distant light dare i dare i follow no, I thought I'd never be one step from the darkness bleeding through the cracks in the air of time. Dare I, dare I go alone? And the closer symmetry answers that. Is there something I have to say to make you believe in this waking dream? Do you hear me calling out from in between? No, I thought I'd never be in the depths of the darkness bleeding through the cracks in the air of time. Oh, why, why did I go alone? That like, there's that's one lyrical callback on top of multiple others to Silicon Dream and Glacier and Cliff Jumper. And it kind of brings answers and themes from all the other songs together to create this like six minute long masterclass closer. Easily the best closer I heard all year, I would say, whether on any EP or any album. The way that each song keeps its own identity while still flowing through that 
shoegazy sound and then tying it all with this neat little bow at the end and then giving you time to rewrap and reprocess the second time you listen to it with the context of the closer and seeing how many different kind of easter eggs almost throughout the album that you missed coming into symmetry is like mind-blowing experience if it wasn't like sonically good enough to sell it i mean just the lyricism everything about this production it's it's perfect I, I have no gripes. I don't want it to be any longer. I don't want it to be any shorter. In my opinion, there is nothing wrong with this. This is a perfect EP, and I would say probably like the perfect EP. I I said this with convictions beforehand, and maybe this is hindsight bias, but I really don't know if this will ever be topped. Like the the, the layers to everything and the amount of different highs that this has, like it's just phenomenal from a band that. This is their debut like release and they have 23,000 monthly listeners like come the fuck on <laughs> like it's just not fair. There's... I have a question. Yes. Does does a frisbee exist of the CP yet? A frisbee both a frisbee and a small frisbee do not exist of the CP. Yeah. If either did <laughs> I would have I would have picked that shit up immediately. <laughs> I imagine they might have some copies at live shows but I don't know if they have any plans to tour so God, I really hope we just start calling vinyl for his bees here. <laughs> you act like we already have them. Oh, God. We got frisbees and snack plates. <laughs> nice. What is happening? <laughs> Jake, co- I, yo, I you and I, Jacob, you and I collect frisbees. Jake collects snack plates. Got it. I, I have signed snack plates. You got a couple signed snack plates. Bro has yeah. zoo pals. I, I have some signed snack plates too. Hey, hey. I have a signed snack plate. I said at the beginning of this awards episode that this is probably going to be the most scuffed awards episode we've ever recorded. And that is definitely <laughs> held up. That is definitely yeah. held up. Well, I'm going to make it more scuffed with my number one. Let's uh, do a little recap before <laughs> that, though. My runner-up, or my number six EP of the year, is Stuck, Run, Sink, Die, The End by Harry Was Here. My number five is the After Hours EP by Archetypes Collide. My number four was When the Sky Gets Dark by Sad Eyes and Dempsey Hope. My number three is The Fear of Fear by Spirit Box. My number two is If We're Being Honest by Garden. And my number one, for the third time this episode... We're talking about If You Know You Know by Picturesque. So, I can't believe that we managed to put the fear of fear at one, two, and three between us three, and If You Know You Know at one, two, and three between us three. So you come to my list, you come I'm to pre- indifference. <laughs> it's all it's all, all having different spots is insane. Um. So before I go any further, I must say, I think my top three could be interchangeable. I think they could be anywhere in the top three. So it was just luck or unluck, I guess, in this case. I don't really have much to say other than what these guys have said already. Other than Jake. Jake was kind of bashing on some of the songs. so <laughs> As he does. <laughs> Speak your truth. Uh, Ignore me. Um, This 
is do I like it more than are you okay? I don't know. I don't know why I asked that question. But I absolutely love Kyle's delivery on all this and I think that's the main highlight of this for me is Kyle. Um I do like for example the biggest grower on me was definitely Waterson West where I didn't really um care about it cuz I didn't really I don't know it was the most most tame song on the EP I'd say. Um but after digging a little deeper I figured out uh Waterson West is actually a reference to um the na- a neighborhood in Kentucky which is where the band is from mm. um that makes around like the average income is like 25,000 per year which is very low um <laughs> and it's him comparing that area to this girl, I guess. Um, it's or comparing the relationship to that, which I thought was really clever, as well as weird. <laughs> um, I I I don't know. I just really like that. It's like something like from their from their state, and it's yeah. I thought I thought it was like something that like really close to them i guess um i really love the bridge of that song where the lyrics go how many times will i read sorry how many times will i type a whole text then delete it when i read it back how many nights will i keep on playing games faking reasons till the feelings pass tripping over every line i wish i had the nerve to say what's on my mind somehow it's never right it's never right overthinking under speaking i'm stressing forgetting how to act that line is like as someone who struggles with like overthinking and stuff it's like that really hit home i don't really relate to the rest of the song but that that bridge there is just like yeah and i love how the last chorus of that song is over a guitar solo also i think you guys bashed on break it all a little too hard i think that's one of my favorite songs <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, yeah. I guess like the reason why I said Waterson West and not Break It All originally is because I had to pull up the track list of the EP to remember what Break It All was actually named because I knew there was a sixth <laughs> song, but I couldn't even remember the name of it. Shame. I, it I think shame. honestly, I think the chorus of Break It All is better than the chorus of Hopeless. That's a take. It That's is a take. take. I I don't know why I I've I said it already this episode, but I love the chorus. Of, I've been sleepwalking with the shades up. My eyes stare to the side when our lips touch. I just love the delivery on that and like the, it's kind of like uh the like a villain, like it's a da 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 da. You know what I mean? No, nobody knows what I mean. No, I, I think I got it. Word wordy is that the word? Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess wordy so. chorus. Yeah, yeah, hopeless. Was that the first single? I think it was, right? Yep. Yep. Um, absolute banger. And I and I gotta highlight the breakdown at Dance of Dance with the Devil. Um, I think that 
just that that all out moment at the end is perfect way to end the EP. Um, that being said, I don't think any of these EPs this year are as good as my uh, my list. My probably my top at least three last year. I don't know. Anyway, EPs this year were a little bit lacking, but this was definitely my my favorite. And uh, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. I think it is a testament to how good the CP is, even if I did kind of fuck up my number two review of it a little bit. <laughs> it's a okay. testament the fact that it made three of the four of our lists. That it's that, that's like. It's a damn good EP. It is. So is the Fear Fear. Yep. And with that, that's going to wrap up part two of the Hive Mind 2023 Awards. This was certainly more scuffed than last year or any previous year, I would say. Um, and I, I do feel a little bad about it turning out that way, but that is kind of just genuinely how we felt this year. That... Mm. It was just a weaker year for EPs, and EPs are, like, next to singles and albums, like, the, I guess, biggest award that you can give out in this type of genre, so it feels like we have to mention it, but, and, like, there there are a lot of EPs that are worth mentioning, like, Fear Fear, if you know, you know, um, To My Detriment by Spirit Leaves, like, there were good EPs, it was just definitely more of a challenge to round it out this year than in previous years, for sure. Hopefully, 2024 won't be as difficult. I think based on some of the bands that we've talked about in our previous few episodes, that there are some solid contenders for early next year, and who knows what will be announced going later into next year as well. Hopefully, our top EPs of 2024 episode won't be nearly as scuffed as this. We need a redemption arc. Mm. It definitely won't be. I feel like, I feel like we got some good ones lined up. Uh, but yeah, unless you guys have any last thoughts, things you, that you didn't get to say about any of the other superlatives or anything else that you want to say uh, before I wrap up. No. Mm -hmm. I think I'm good. Success. So, this is it. <laughs> this is a good calm before the storm. Yeah, exactly. Four hours of albums. <laughs> In all likelihood, yes. Uh, that leaves just our top 10 albums of the year. We've done every superlative award that we plan on handing out. We've done our top five songs of the year. We've done our top five EPs of the year as of this episode. All that's left is the top 10 albums of the year. Us four still have to figure out some shit with our lists, I imagine. Uh, but if you're like listening... A little bit. I, I, I could do it now if you wanted. <laughs> uh, we still have to record and all that but for those of you out there in the audience that are listening top 10 albums of the year will come out next week a week after the uh this episode goes live so be sure to stay tuned on social media at hive mind radio underscore on instagram and twitter hive mind recap podcast on spotify hive mind radio on youtube be sure to subscribe on youtube as well and you are not going to want to miss our top 10 albums episode because that is the one that i feel like we are all the most passionate about and mm-hmm it's the biggest category of the year in reality. The album of the year. Agreed. And with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed even amongst the uh, scuffedness of this one. And we'll see you next week for our top 10 albums of 2023. Bye.
Bye. See ya.